This is a podcast by Dr. Andrew Carey, obstetrician, gynecologist and fertility specialist. Dr. Andrew Carey, thank you very much for talking with me today about endometriosis. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me there, Rebecca. So let's start, Andrew, by getting an understanding of what endometriosis actually is. Endometriosis is a common um, condition in women, virtually of all reproductive ages, and uh, it's where the cells that normally placed inside the uterus, in the lining of the uterus, are situated in abnormal positions outside of the uterus. So they can be on the outside of the uterus itself, they can be on the tubes or in the ovaries or in the surrounding uh, structures that line the pelvis or even in distant sites. I've heard it referred to as the silent disease, Andrew. Why is that? Well, in fact, for a lot of women, it's anything but silent. It can be quite uh, severe and cause a lot of symptoms. But having said that, There are a lot of women who do have endometriosis, which is silent or symptom-free, and we only ever find that if we're doing an investigative procedure like laparoscopy. So it can be silent, but in fact, the ones who are silent often don't need any treatment. If you do have symptoms, what are they likely to be? The symptoms range in severity, but essentially the symptoms are very typically around pain. Uh, There will be um, pelvic pain, and for some people it can be a chronic pelvic pain, a pain that's almost there all the time. But for a lot of women, it's pain at the time of their menstrual periods or during the early phase, just as their period is about to start. And then another very common symptom that we look for is, is there pain during or after intercourse? Is the cause of endometriosis known? No, not really. Endometriosis, we think, must have some genetic component because it is uh, follows in families. If one generation of women in the family have had endometriosis, it's quite typical and common that others will follow. The reason for the lining of the womb to uh, locate in that position outside of the uh, uterus is puzzling uh, and then its response to hormones uh, changes. Andrew, what are the statistics around how many women experience endometriosis? Well, that's a a little bit hard to ascertain, but certainly now gynecological fields look at endometriosis in a a far more penetrating way. We're looking for it. And in our area of infertility, we're looking for it. And if we're looking for it, we do believe we find it a lot more commonly. But it probably uh, occurs in about one in five women. That's a lot, isn't it? Yes. Thinking back years ago before we had the technology that we did now, I imagine a lot of women had endometriosis without knowing and just had this chronic pain. Mm, Yes, yes, that would have been the case in the years before laparoscopy in particular, but also in the uh, years before the um, quality ultrasounds that we have now. Andrew, I believe a lot of women only realise that they have endometriosis when they begin trying for a family. Is that correct? And why does endometriosis affect fertility? Yes, that is correct. There will be, once we've made the diagnosis of endometriosis, there will be um, pointers in the past that may have led us earlier if we'd had the opportunity. But a lot of young women do get 
period issues and a lot of young women do get some period pain, but not a lot of them will then go on to investigations such as laparoscopy. And so they will have uh, treatments such as being on the pill and for years and years that'll control things adequately and suitably. But then when it is um, time to have a pregnancy and they're no longer on hormones and no longer on the pill in particular, then the pelvic pain often reaches another level and then when they're being investigated, it's the first thing that's obvious that Mm. they need laparoscopy and investigation and treatment of endometriosis. Why does endometriosis get associated with infertility? That's the million-dollar question. We, We certainly can't say that every woman with endometriosis is infertile but certainly very severe cases of endometriosis will render fertility difficult. The tubes can be damaged and or blocked. There can be adhesions around the tubes and the ovaries. The ovaries can have endometriosis deposits and in their largest form, what are referred to as chocolate cysts or the um, medical term endometriomas. And all of those definitely affect the ability for the egg to release and make its way into the tube. But we also note that some people with um, quite mild endometriosis, the egg doesn't fertilise in the tube and we do think that there is some inflammatory process happening to hinder that fertilisation of the egg. And certainly removing pockets and areas of endometriosis anywhere around the pelvis does enhance fertility. Do most women with endometriosis who want to be a mum go on to become a mum? Yes, yes they do. The challenging cases are the very severe cases. There are times when endometriosis is so extreme that even though we're performing laparoscopy to improve the endometriosis and to maximise and improve fertility, that we are sometimes faced with the need to remove structures such as the tubes or even an ovary if an ovary has been completely replaced by endometriomas. So there are circumstances where that can be a challenge. But most people go on to have their children once we get on top of their treatment. Now, Andrew, I just want to stop you there because I'm sure I heard the word chocolate mentioned and I wasn't expecting that in an interview about endometriosis. What's the chocolate reference? So the endometriosis can bury into the ovary and then the ovary more or less envelops around this area of endometriosis and then steadily that pocket of endometriosis grows and grows and grows and fills up with an an old exudate that was originally blood and it forms a a chocolatey mass that um, becomes a cyst that then slowly grows one centimetre, two centimetres and can grow quite big even to four or five or six centimetres. When they're removed, the fluid within them has a very much a chocolate appearance and so that's why it's uh, referred to 
colloquially as um, chocolate cyst. I just want to go back a little bit to diagnosis, Andrew. How is endometriosis diagnosed? Well, it's suspected on the history, whether they've come just because of um, pelvic pain or whether they've come because of other menstrual issues or fertility issues. The suspicion is always high with the combination of changes in their periods heavy periods, pain and pain at other times. The ultrasounds of today, the what we refer to as the tertiary level um, women's ultrasound, is very specifically able to look at not just the uh, structures of the uterus and the ovaries, but to see how those structures move within the pelvis so they can tell when there's evidence of immobility of things that normally slide across each other, um, the uterus and the ovaries moving separate to the surrounding structures. And so that also gives us a high level of suspicion of endometriosis. But typically the diagnosis is then confirmed at laparoscopy, the surgical procedure that's under anaesthetic. And is that the treatment? Yes, the um, the laparoscopy is diagnostic and then laparoscopic surgery then follows at that time where we can um, divide adhesions, separate those structures that are closely aligned and stuck together, excise areas of endometriosis. And the better that we can excise all those areas of endometriosis without compromising the anatomy, trying to bring it back to relative normality, the better the chances of fertility are and also the resolution of their pain symptoms. So women who aren't trying to get pregnant but have severe pain from endometriosis would possibly still have the treatment? They very quickly respond to having the surgical correction but then if they're not planning for pregnancy at the time, their best option is to have something hormonal that will, number one, give them contraceptive cover, but also will control their symptoms and often give them years of symptom control. And they're things like the intrauterine contraceptive devices, um, Marina or Kylina, or the hormonal preparations that are specifically uh, useful for endometriosis. Some, uh, just the oral contraceptive pill is quite adequate. But for others... The new mini pill Slinda is a very effective form because it's a, a progesterone that can be used and number one provides contraceptive cover but also does suppress development of endometriosis. Then there's another progesterone called Visane which is also a treatment option for endometriosis. Andrew, are there any misconceptions about endometriosis? Probably the most important is that um, people will worry that a growth inside the pelvis causing this much symptom could be cancer. And endometriosis can be confused with cancer, but it isn't likely, it's extremely unlikely that endometriosis at the time will cause cancer. So that's probably the biggest misconception. The main thing is that there is no simple cure, changing diet or doing some other natural things to uh, improve endometriosis. Has it only been in the last decade or so that endometriosis has become quite known? Well, 
yes, we've known about it as um, medical practitioners and gynecologists, but there's now a lot more emphasis on it. I mean, it, it has been there and it is partly controlled by by hormones such as the pill. So, so it isn't bad medicine to have a young person who's experiencing pelvic pain uh, with their periods going on the pill. Um, but now there is an emphasis on saying, okay, don't leave it too long before having some checks for the possibility of endometriosis. We're currently in March into Yellow Month, which is about raising awareness about endometriosis. Yes. What would be your key message for this month? It's okay to um, seek help for having pelvic pain. You don't have to in, uh, suffer from a monthly pelvic pain or even more often pain than that. It isn't acceptable to be able to just try and get on with it, to live with pelvic pain. And um, that might be the well-meaning advice from a previous generation, from your grandmother or somebody else, because that's they didn't have much other options back there. Um, but now uh, endometriosis can be investigated, can be treated, and there can be absolute high quality of life. Good news. Thanks for talking with us, Andrew. Thank you.